0: Did you know that you should never use paints or coatings on brick, block, stone, or mortar? It's because it needs to breathe. Instead, you can stain it to any color that you'd like, and yes, even the mortar too. Staining is 100% maintenance-free and permanent, unlike coatings. So why don't more people know about it? We wondered the same thing. M&N Masonry Staining is a South Jersey contractor that has partnered with the oldest brick staining manufacturer in the United States and is certified to use their proprietary products and over 45 years of staining knowledge. M&N is scheduling residential and commercial building estimates now. For more information, call Nick at 856-217-1750 or follow M&N Masonry Staining on any social media platform. Today's guest, I've been trying to get on the show for some time. He is a extremely busy professional, and we'll get into that a little later. But I'm proud to call him a neighbor and a friend, Michael Ward, Sergeant First Class of the New Jersey State Police. Welcome to the show,
1: uh, good afternoon, Nick. Thanks for having me,
0: yeah, man. I'm so glad we can finally make this happen. Your schedule is uh nutty, my man. Nutty, <laughs> which we're gonna talk a little bit about. I wanted to just go back to you know how we got to meet or how we thought we met we We both went to Temple University and we thought we we met each other there. We have mutual friends. And uh, it's funny how we connect, you know, a decade or two later, and we kind of connected the dots a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's
0: fine. You took up political science and history at Temple. And then when you graduated, you became a, you went into the union. I just wanted to understand, like, how you got into the union and become an an electrical journeyman.
1: So um, I went to Temple University. Coming out of high school, I, I always had a, a drive towards the military, half-heartedly applied to the Naval Academy and got what I expected out of that. Went to Temple University for orientation and they had Army ROTC. Always wanted to go into the Navy. So I talked to the instructor and he uh, pointed me over to University of Pennsylvania. So I went over there. This is in the summer of course, before school even started. Went over to Penn and uh, enrolled in the Navy ROTC as a craft as a crosstown student. So I would go from Temple to pen for RTC and then back to Temple for classes. So I did that through college and then um, had some great adventures with that, some great stories and experiences and travel ac- across the country and the across the world. Unfortunately, I uh, was medically discharged from at that time. I was a Marine Corps option. I was discharged from the Marine Corps and um, really was at a loss of what to do with my life at that point. I'd spent four years working towards that goal and uh, kind of got thrown for a loop. But, um, you know, I'm sure as we talk today, we'll talk about how, Different things, you know. Life throws us curves balls and points us in different directions. So, with that, I had um, I had already worked in the summer as a, as a helper with local ninety eight. My father, grandfather, and great grandfather were all were all ninety eight electricians. So, um, I applied to law school, got into law school, decided that wasn't the route I wanted to go, and um, at the same time, I got into local ninety eight. So, it's a five year apprenticeship with them, and uh, you know, I just did that and stuck it out.
0: So, you were a Inside Journeyman Wireman for over seven years. And talk a little bit about your experience with Local 98 and working in the Philadelphia market. Grew up in the Philadelphia
1: area, went to school at Temple, loved working in in Center City, the the sights, the sounds, the the food trucks. It was a great environment. Obviously work with a, a wide range of people when you're in the trades, had some great experiences, met some great people, still keep in touch with a lot of them. Definitely an experience and knowledge that I Will never regret having. And then, if we're going to move on from being an electrician, I think you and I were working together at the uh, the hotel there.
0: That's right. That was the other piece. We
1: yeah, like the, the uh, there. we were on the same same job as uh, project. Right.
0: Yeah, that was the uh, right on Seventeenth in Hamilton, right? Filbert or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yep. But um, I think we were there for nine eleven that definitely had an impact on all of us. And it kind of, you know, I had seven years or maybe five or six years in the union at that point. And, um, you know, I just started questioning, you know, where I was in my life, where i had wanted to go with my life earlier. And um, you know, what were my options at that point to kind of get back into some sort of service. So it took a couple of years, but eventually applied to and got into the New Jersey state police
0: Okay so your passion was still to follow that and i just remembered it was the hilton garden inn right yeah got it so you always knew you wanted to get into the service of some sort serving you know either your country or or the state which which i want to get into a little bit that you're my second first responder that's been on the show and i just want to let people know a little bit about you there's a common theme with anyone that i talk to that knows you personally knows you well and that common theme is you're one of the nicest guys that they've ever met. And I totally agree, Mike, because having you as a neighbor, I mean, when, when, you know, us neighbors, we need something, Mike, Mike's one of the first to jump. He, he'll he jump to help if he can in, in his busy schedule. You know, he travels a lot, which, which we'll touch on, but I just wanted to first say, I appreciate you, you know, for just for who you are, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So in august of 2012 you became an instructor for the atf explosive safe handling and disposal
1: yeah so i was a um after i got in the state police, i did some time on the on the road port norris bridgeton the turnpike and then in 2008 i got onto the bomb squad oh got it to yep yeah, yeah i missed that gap there yep got it. got into the bomb squad was fortunate you know at the time i was on the turnpike fortunate to have a uh, some leadership there that saw my potential knew about my electrical background and just kind of steered me in that direction thinking that it might be a good fit, good fit for me. And, um, I can't tell you how much of a good fit it was just, you know, having that electrical background, having the mechanical skills. We used to do fire investigations along with the bomb squad stuff. So it definitely played hand in hand. I was an instructor, um, for the ATF on an explosive safe handling trip. We went down to, um, Peru course down there for two weeks with them. I also taught with the ATF on the electrical aspects of fire investigation, which really brought full circle for me, like the electrical background and how it played in the fire investigation and how I could teach, you know, firemen and other fire investigators how, how true electrical fires can happen. So that was definitely like a, a huge experience for me.
0: How was that experience in Lima, Peru?
1: Lima, Peru was a good time. Um, I've had a blessed career, definitely, with the state police. I've had super opportunities, great opportunities. Traveled around the country, around the globe. I've been to Peru, Albania, some pretty cool places. Met some great people along the way, good training.
0: So you also were an instructor for Electrical Aspects of Fire Investigation. That was the National Fire Academy that you got that from, right?
1: Yeah. So... Again, uh, you know, going to different um, fire investigation schools, I went down to the National Fire Academy as a student for their uh, investigation class. Met up with a, uh, a retired Pennsylvania State Trooper who was a fire marshal for the Pennsylvania State Police. Prior to his uh, career with the Pennsylvania State Police, he was a union electrician out a Hazleton up in PA. So him and I hit it off, similar backgrounds, and that's where we started teaching together. Uh, we started teaching that class down at the Fire Academy, and then we also uh, we taught it for some of the... Um, the ATF, CFIs.
0: And then you were a task force officer for the ATF.
1: Yes. Yeah, so a couple of our members from the State Police Bomb Squad were designated as TFOs, task force officers with the ATF to assist them with investigations, you know, in the state.
0: So all in all, your field operations, detective arson bomb unit, you were there for nine plus years. And you just recently in the last year became Sergeant First Class. C- congratulations on that promotion. And you're also the Assistant uh, Unit Head for Target Hardening Unit. Can you talk a little bit about what that is exactly?
1: Yeah, so the Target Hardening Unit was formed um, in 2017 in Special Operations Section of the State Police. A lot of our members are prior um you know, SOS members, so guys that spend time in our tactical unit, or bomb squad, K-9. And we work with um, other local agencies, state agencies, and we help plan security for, for major events. We work at the Jets and Giants games up at MetLife Stadium and other open-air venue mass gathering events throughout the state. We kind of help coordinate the uh, security for those events.
0: Got it. And I want to talk a little bit about 9-11 natural disasters, COVID, and just how that process is when you have to just get up and go and, you know, they send you down to, you know, wherever, Louisiana for the hurricanes. I, I mean, I remember you being gone for weeks and weeks and, and your wife obviously was a nervous wreck and, and, and we all were thinking about you. Talk a little bit about that process on how you get selected. Is it a volunteer type thing or just kind of talk that process and how
1: that works. So state police oversees the New Jersey Task Force One, which is our urban search and rescue team. Um, I joined the team back in 2013 as a hazmat specialist because of my background on the bomb squad. A few years ago, we became a federal team. So I was a member for years and, you know, there wasn't too much activity. And then we became a, a, a federal FEMA search and rescue team. So I know you've seen uh, over the years, pretty much this time of year, we got Hurricane, uh, was it Ian, Ian Maryland, down, down on Tampa. So there's guys and girls, you know, up and down the East Coast on different USAR teams that are headed down there. But yeah, it, it's not easy. I remember, uh, I remember the one year specifically, it was our anniversary, it was October 7th, and I bought, bought my wife a card, forgot to fill it out. Got notified that we were being deployed, was at a baseball game, like ran home, like handed her the blank card and like left and came back like two weeks later. So God bless her <laughs> for that. And the kids, you know, they've been supportive. And um, yeah, yep. yeah it's, not, it's not always easy, but, um, you know, we have a great support system at home. Our friends, our families, I can leave and feel comfortable that, you know, you guys, my neighbors yeah. are going to you know, take care of her and, you know, good support group there.
0: We have a great block. We absolutely do take care of each other. So now that you've been promoted, do you will you get called to go to, to Ian if, if needed or
1: I could, yeah. So yeah. it's okay. The USAR is like a collateral duty. It's you know, it's a full-time okay. unit for a couple of troopers that manage and and oversee everything. And then it's 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 a lot of volunteers from around the state, you know, firemen, engineers, doctors, nurses, canine personnel. So there's a lot more non-state police personnel than there are, you know, troopers on the team. I'm still active my job this past year has kept me pretty busy. I don't know if all my starts are up to date, so they might not let me go this year, but um, we'll see what happens.
0: Gotcha. And I wanted just to go back when you, when you were a kid, did, did you know at an early age that you wanted to serve people do something along the lines of what you're doing now?
1: In some capacity, um, I believe so. Maybe it was TV back in the day, TJ Hooker or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I remember running around as a little kid, like with my uh, with my fake FBI badge because I was going to be an FBI agent. Mm. We touched on it before the show and I don't want to go crazy in depth. But, um, you know, you get to a point in your life where you look back at, you know, how did I get where I'm at? And like different curveballs that life throws us or, or things that have changed. And you know, I wouldn't change a thing, but I can go back. To an early age, I always wanted to serve. You know, I remember watching the, the Challenger explosion on TV, and then shortly after that, I was watching like the Army Navy game. And then they said something about there's been more Navy pilots than any other branch that became astronauts.
0: Hmm.
1: And then, uh, 1985, they hit me with Top Gun. I mean, who doesn't want to be <laughs> a pilot after that? I so, hear you know, that kind of steered me towards that's where that whole like Navy trajectory came from, and then. You know, got into college, got into Navy ROTC, saw how selective things could be with vision and other things, and um, made the change to be a a Marine Corps option. We spoke about that. That didn't work out. Became an electrician, became a trooper, electrical background. So just life is throwing different curveballs like it does everybody else, and um, you just got to adapt and move on and and set new goals. But, you know, I remember, you know, talking to my – to my kids, you know, we got to set super high goals for ourselves. And Hey, if you fall a little bit short, you're still going to be way better off in life than if you you set the bar down here. So.
0: Absolutely. Where do you think you're headed? Meaning what's, what's the next step for you with the state police?
1: I'm not sure. My career has been like a natural progression. So I, I feel like that's just the best way to go about it. I'm not I'm not chasing anything, you know. Yeah, working a lot now on the on our drone program, trying to get that started. That's something that started when I was in the bomb squad, just mm-hmm. being able to use them to do um, post blast investigation or fire scene investigations or check out suspicious packages. Um, it's obviously a an emerging technology that's being used in the public and private sector. You know, we're a big agency, so there's got to be some oversight to that. And uh, you know, I'm just trying to work on. Uh, and the state police up and running with, with you know, with a, a drone program. So wherever, wherever that takes me, wherever mm-hmm. that leads, you know, I got seven years left. I just had my 18-year anniversary, so.
0: Yep. Well, I can tell you, you know, we had personal conversations about the drones, and, and you're the right guy because you're passionate about it, and uh, you're a very good uh, pilot. <laughs> Driving, flying those drones around the neighborhood, they're, they're really cool.
1: That's my personal one.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, guys, it's Nick. I have a short message from our sponsor, MPC Builders, with well over 40 years of combined construction-related experience in both the residential and commercial markets. MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at net. Or you can call me directly at 856-217-1750, and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. So outside of work, your hobbies, your passions, obviously, we just touched on one. You love coaching baseball. Talk a little bit about how you got into coaching baseball and and, and your kids, and your wife's also a, a softball coach.
1: I personally played uh baseball up until I was 14 years old and then went to high school. We didn't have a notoriously good baseball program at my high school, but uh found a new sport lacrosse, played that in high school a little bit in college, and then coached a little bit after that. Love coaching, love working with kids. Obviously, yeah, uh, three of my own now. Connor's 19, Ellie's 16, and AJ's 14, going on 15, got roped into coaching Little League for Connor when he was nine years old, and it just never stopped. It turned from coaching Little League into coaching travel and just seeing him all the way through to the end, and it was an awesome experience, definitely a awesome experience. It's an emotional one, you know, watching not just him but all of his friends grow up and uh, stick together and have the success that they've had. A lot of them are going on and playing in college, so um, that's been definitely something um, I'm proud of.
0: Yeah, I know you are, man, and I can see the passion and and see it in your in your eyes right now. You raised some great kids, man, and uh, I love seeing Connor's growth now playing college ball. It's super cool. Yeah, I'm following him and cheering him on. You got involved with starting South Jersey Sports Mill. It's a baseball and softball training facility. How's
1: that going for you guys? It's going well. Uh, we started back in 2017. Um... Born on a bar napkin with uh, some friends of ours and my wife, Mm -hmm. who um, at the time was doing softball pitching lessons. She was a a Division I pitcher at Lehigh University. She's the head coach at Kingsway. She was doing softball (laughs) pitching lessons on the side at the time and just needed someplace to call home to do the lessons. And um, a bunch of us, you know, friends got together, formed a partnership and uh, went into business, opened it up. So she's been rocking and rolling with lessons down there. She's there right now doing some lessons so uh <laughs> it's been great it's been a good opportunity for her it's been um great opportunity for for like I said that group of kids that I helped coach for them to have a place to come work out when they need to fix something so
0: yeah
1: one i still, a fun ride.
0: i need to I need to get down there i i know uh I remember when you guys were renovating it just getting started I remember seeing that that bar napkin uh logo design early on it's cool to see it you know develop to what it has become
1: still coaching to this day you know the youngest is uh 15 you now I think I was doing some math before the show I think I've been at it for 10 years now on the travel end of things and uh seen a lot of changes in travel baseball you know in this area South Jersey's booming with travel baseball a lot of good players coming out of South Jersey so
0: yeah no it's cool we have uh as you know, a bunch of neighbors in football, baseball, and a lot, a lot of the neighbor kids are doing, doing really well. It's fun to watch them all grow up. So if there's a young girl, young boy that is passionate about, say, getting into the police or getting into construction, what would your advice be to someone that is interested in either or of those fields?
1: My decision to leave being a a union electrician to become a trooper wasn't a a financial decision. Make good money now, make good money then, probably, you know, Mm -hmm. make the same money if I had stayed as an electrician. Um, you look at our neighborhood and I mean, you've got, you know, cops and troopers and steam fitters and carpenters and, you know, so it's, you know, it's whatever you're going to be passionate about. So sometimes I, you know, sometimes I, you know, I regret leaving, you know, the trades, but, um, Mm -hmm. everything's been been working out on on this route so I would never give up having that experience and as far as the law enforcement side of things go I wouldn't recommend like going in for like criminal justice do something else you know I mean like have something else that you can fall back on also you know especially when you look at state police and all the the career opportunities that we have throughout you know the division bring something to the table like get in, you know Learn something else, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's finance or computers or, or something else, and then bring that to the table to us. You know, get into the state police, do your time on the road, and then look at some of these specialty jobs and, and have something to offer. So law enforcement will teach you at the academy what you need to know to, to work on the street. So yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend going heavy on criminal justice. I would, I would take something else. So if it doesn't work out, you know, you have something else to fall back on, too. Educate.
0: Yep. Got it. And, and, and I think you touched on it. Don't go for something just for money, go for what you're passionate about, follow your heart. And essentially you did that, but you had something else to bring to the table and that kind of guided your, your path, right. To get into the bomb squad and, and, and the very technical piece of, you know, what the state specialty options they had. Yeah. 100%. I, um,
1: my uh, ability to adapt and learn everything that I needed to learn on the bomb squad was, I think heavily from my electrical background, my mechanical skills. So it definitely paid off. And then with the fire investigation and then the electrical aspects of fire investigation, when we were doing that, like that was huge. So.
0: Love it brother. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, connect with me and, and uh, come on the show. I've been, I've been, uh, Hunt you down for a while.
1: <laughs> I could have been the first one, but I think I, uh, I, I, I did, to I I did ask I you early. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to get past 19. But uh.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, during COVID and everything you were, you were, you were all over the place, man. It was tough to, yeah, we didn't,
1: we didn't stop working.
0: Yeah. Mike, again, I appreciate you joining me, man. And I, and I appreciate what you do.
1: No, thanks for having me, Nick. It's been a good talk. If anybody has any questions, they can get in touch you know, with me through you or um, find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. You probably have that.
0: Yep. Yes, you are. You rock, brother. All right. Thanks. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today... Please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.